Hi, I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins, host of Your Creative Chord podcast and blogger at yourcreativechord.com. At Your Creative Chord, you'll find positively transformational advice and action plans for achieving creative energy and progress, transforming obstacles, and fulfilling life's greatest potential. I interview creators, positivity, productivity, and wellness experts, as well as share my creative process and personal development based on my experiences. Thank you for joining today. And if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you like this content, you can get more empowering strategies for nurturing creativity and inspiration at yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. Today's podcast features my chat with Florida artist Jean Shinley. We talk about the mission of artists, the influence of mentors, and the power of art to empower others, especially women. I find listening to an artist about her approach to creativity and the why behind that endeavor really refreshes and inspires my creative energy. And I think you'll be inspired that way too, as you listen to my friend and very talented artist, Jean Shinley's journey as a new artist. So let's get started. I wanted to introduce you to my audience. Um, For those who don't know, Jean Shinley is a longtime friend of mine. Um, I've met her through our uh, mutual SGI Buddhist practice down in Florida. I have, in the past three years, moved back up to my hometown in Lexington, Kentucky, and Jean has moved to Dunedin, Florida, so we're going to dive a little bit into Jean as an artist. And uh, when I asked her how she wanted me to introduce her, she said, quote, I seem to have an addiction to putting paint on canvas to express my joy in the beauty of life. <laughs> so with that introduction, we're going to dive into uh, the art of Jean Shinley, my friend, who really has just started getting into art in the last five years after she retired, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And just for everyone to know, um, I will put a link to Jean's Facebook page. It's called Art by Jean on Facebook. And I'll plop that in the notes below the show notes uh, so that you can easily find that and check her art out. So um, before I go any further, I also want to mention for those who are in Florida area or Dunedin or wherever or Safety Harbor, can you tell us, um, I know that you have art in two local shops. Can you tell us the names of those shops, where they are so people can find your work there? Yes, um, downtown Dunedin. Dunedin, Florida is a little coastal town right off of Clearwater, Florida, if you're not that familiar with this area. Um, there's a cute little boutique downtown called The Thistle. I like, like that a shop. <laughs> yes. And I have some of my paintings there. And also a little shop uh, in Safety Harbor, which is a little bit east of us. And it's also on Clearwater Bay, another little coastal community called the Safety Harbor Galleria. Okay, awesome. And I will, I will try to get the links to what you just mentioned and plop those down there too for people that might want to check that out. Oh, so, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I know that you started taking art classes after you retired and you say that you, all, you already enjoyed art and craft activities, um, yes. but you never really had any instruction until you retired, right? Right, right. I always thought, well, someday when I have more time, I'm going to take some art classes. Um, I always was drawn to art, many different types of arts and crafts, as you said. So living in Dunedin, there is a beautiful fine art center here. It's gorgeous. And I love it. 
classes and everything. So I was able to start taking classes there and um, it's just a whole new world for me. I've just loved Mm-hmm. I love it too. And I, I just want to say for the record, because Jean is a friend of mine and she can slap me around whenever she wants to. <laughs> but uh, like, I remember before she retired, I would say to her, just because I've, I know her personality, I would say, you are such an artist. And she would say, oh, foo, I'm not an artist. But boy, <laughs> she is such an artist. Wait till you see some of the paintings. And I'm going to show a screenshot in a minute here so you can see some of the work that she's done. She Definitely, you are an artist now. And you've really embraced that in your retirement. And I know you talked about um, that you have an awesome mentor, actually a couple of mentors that help you with your art who are guiding you, as you say, in your endeavor to express the joy in your life. <clears throat> and I wanted to ask you, I think what you told me was that you have two teachers in particular from the Dunedin Fine Arts Center. Can you yes. tell me who they are and a little bit about, you know, their work? Sure. Um, the one lady that I really consider my mentor, because I just love her style of painting, is Lorraine Pataki. She works at the uh, Fine Arts Center teaching a few classes there, but she also has her own studio in downtown Dunedin that she shares with another teacher, mentor of mine called Candy Schulteis. Candy also teaches at the Fine Arts Center. Um, But of course, since we've had the um, COVID-19, the Fine Arts Center has been closed for several weeks, approximately three months. And they've just opened it up again in a very limited capacity. Lorraine is teaching and I started taking another class with her. It's impressionistic style. Um, And Candy is not back to work yet. She's staying home, staying safe. Yeah, I like that you're taking an impressionistic class because I've seen some of your work. To me, I'm not an artist, disclaimer, (laughs) but to me, a lot of your work lends itself to that impressionist style. So I'm eager to see how that's going to impact what you're doing. But why why do you consider, you know, these your mentors in art? Well, I think I was drawn to them in in different ways. Uh, Lorraine especially with her style of, of art. I just love it. I mean, to me, it's been very inspiring. And she's also a great instructor. Okay. So through her classes, I've just learned so much. I had no basic knowledge of how to apply paint or what to do with paint. I just knew that there was something in me that had to get out. So anyway, she's... With her style and technique, I've really enjoyed um, learning with her. And Candy is uh, got a different style, very, um, what's the word? Um, intuitive, I would say. She really believes in trying to just forget about everything and let your heart speak mm-hmm. like and get that. it out. And she uses a lot of multimedia techniques. So I've also taken some of her classes, which I think is great to really open up and develop, you know, what's in your heart. And that's what, to me, art is all about. It's just expression. It's really wanting to express myself and how I feel. And that's why I think I feel like it's an addiction now. (laughs) (laughs) Because you want to express yourself. Yes. Yes. It's a a good way to express yourself. Definitely. I like that. I can see that being really therapeutic. What do you mean when you say multimedia techniques? I don't know what that means. I'm not an artist. Well, instead of just using paint and a paintbrush, she uses a variety of um, types of tools. And 
she might use all sorts of paper and all sorts of everyday like household objects as tools to create a lot of interest in the pictures. Um, I love that. You know, what we used to call decoupage, taking paper and print and applying it to the canvas and then mm-hmm. maybe painting over that. She uses rollers. She uses credit cards. <laughs> Anything you can find around the house, you can use. So it's very great. That. that is intuitive too. And outside the box thinking. I love that. Definitely. Yes. What philosophy underlies or motivates what you do? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'd asked you this question you in advance and you said, I have a philosophy to be the best I can be and to empower others to reach their potential. Mm-hmm. Thank so you. That, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. That's what underlies your motivation to paint? Well, for, for women in general to deep, dig deep down into themselves and find their, their happiness and whatever makes them happy and to really empower them to go for that and look for that. And to me, it's not really like about the final product. It's about the journey and all the different people that I've met on this journey, I think it's great to, you know, expand your life and have opportunities to meet other people. So not only the instructors, but all the other people in the classes and then all the people in the community that you get linked to by getting involved in shows, things like that. It just, it just expands and opens up your life. And then when you have some success and you build confidence, you feel empowered and uh, women need to feel empowered yeah and so I'm sorry taking notes real quick so you to reiterate that best that I can your philosophy behind doing this is a lot about um personally you know your own journey to expand your life expand your inner life and that has through your efforts to uh, improve your painting and through meeting other people, whether it's in the classes with other students or with your teachers, or even when you've done art shows and the people that start to see and start now buying your art, it builds, um, you have some success and that builds your confidence and yes. that, that empowers you. And, and you want that for other women. That's kind of the underlying theme. Is that what you were saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure yeah. I got that. <laughs> That's right. awesome. You know, more people need that. And that to me is the power of art in general, whether it's writing or music or art. I really feel, you know, through my um, personal journey as a Buddhist, that the Buddhist philosophy has impacted the way I look at myself as a creative person. And in the sense of kind of what you're describing, I feel like it's my mission Mm -hmm. to do exactly what you said, to, to find something in my life you know, digging deep down, being still with myself and reaching really deeply inside of myself and bringing that out to express it. And that in itself is a cathartic experience that really for me, um, and I'm sure for you, um, kind of elevates my mood and elevates my confidence. Right. And I, and that message is, is to me the responsibility of artists to bring that kind of empowerment to others through that creative process. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, it's not... You know, I think we have a responsibility to share with others. And if I'm happy and doing my passion and I want to express that and, and spread it out to other people that I meet. Yeah. So, so, so important though. I will say, um, you know, 
in the past, you know, I've had people talk to me about, um, you know, the idea that artists have to be in a state of suffering in order to have the creative energy to do something. And I've lived both sides of that. And I'm sure as a human, I'll continue to live both sides of that in the sense that, for example, when I've suffered, whether it's grief or a, a, I don't know, a failure or a, uh, just something in my life that's not going well, that I've been able to many times use that to transform my suffering into poetry or into music or into words or uh, and now I do nature photography. So I use that a lot to transform sometimes negative feelings into something positive. But I, I, what I like a lot about what I see in your art anyway, is I don't see the suffering there. And I'm not saying that you don't suffer because I know you're a human being <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. sure you go up and down, but I think, yeah. you know, there, there's a flip side of, um, how I look at the mission of an artist rather than feeling like I have to be um, connected to suffering all the time. I like what you're expressing to me is the joy of what you can find in your own life uh, and then bringing that out. It's not all about suffering. Sometimes it's about looking deeply and, and finding that joy and expressing it for other people. So I like that about your art. (laughs) Do you feel like you, um, you know, the artist, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? A lot of people say that artists have to suffer in order to create. Um, right. Do you feel yeah. like you suffer to create or is most of your creating pretty joyful or kind of a mix? No, oh, I've had people tell me that my art is so happy. It, it and does. I think yeah. that must express my state of life at times, you know, when I am happy. And I love to paint nature as well. And to me, there is so much joy in nature. Just the joy and beauty of nature changes my state of life, maybe to from suffering to happiness. Yeah. But I have to share that back in February, March, <laughs> when we the beginning of this pandemic that we're in, I did express a lot of pain on canvas <laughs> with a lot of different styles and deep, dark colors. And I think that was therapeutic for me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I wonder if it turned out looking like suffering, though, because a lot of times I'll as I mean, I'm not an artist, but a lot of times when I start out in my deepest funk, what -hmm. comes out of that musically or in poetry or when I write as a blogger, what comes out of that is surprisingly very optimistic. (laughs) But I have to go through that deep stuff. And, and it kind of is like it forces it out of me. And then it, it, through the process of creating for me, it turns it into something positive. Do you feel like that might have happened or or you think it was just dumping the negativity? Yeah, just dumping a lot of negativity. And actually what came out was a lot of like bright <clears throat> colors and almost <laughs> like um, burning and fire. Wow. So yeah, that was probably representative of something. <laughs> well, and I think it's it's indicative of the times that were the pandemic and the country's you know very clear divide with racism and just everything that's going on in the world. And I think part of that for me, part of the responsibility of artists is to reflect reality. So I think you really you were in that moment, and I yes. think that's part of our mission as artists to tell the truth. You know, this is where we're at. You mentioned that you have artistic mentors whose names and links I will plop in the show notes for people to check out their artwork as well in the Dunedin Fine Arts Center. I'll plop that down in there. And your galleries that you mentioned, the Thistle and Safety Harbor Gallery. I'll put those links below too. I've been to all those places and they are really fantastic. uh, There's a lot going on there. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But you mentioned also that you're, you have a Buddhist mentor and I want to know why do you consider, I know you have artist mentors for your art, but why do you consider this person your Buddhist mentor? Oh, and one more question. And how does your Buddhist spiritual mentor impact your approach to your art? If it does. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to have a spiritual mentor as well to kind of keep for me personally, to keep me on track <laughs> to remember what is important in life. And so I can always go back to his words. If I'm feeling a little off track or unsettled or lost, I can always go back to his words and it kind of recenters me and puts me on the right track again. Love that. Can you tell us his name? Daisako Ikeda. He's based in Japan. Okay, I'll, I'll put his link down there too so people know. He's actually the um, current president of SGI, which is Soka Gakkai International. It's a global organization. It's a Buddhist organization. And, and people who have heard me before on my podcast through my website, yourcreativecord.com, I've talked yes. about uh, Buddhist, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Daisaku Ikeda is my, he's also my Buddhist mentor. So, and that's how we've met through the SGI organization. But yeah, he's, he's powerful for many people in, in the, for me, I feel like he's just the epitome of a role model in terms of how to live humanistically and how to face obstacles and turn them into opportunities and benefits and a way to deepen our humanism, basically. And I love yeah. that you, you keep that at the forefront. Yes. How does that impact your, your art, do you think? Well, like I said earlier, it's not all about me and my own selfish interests yeah. or just putting paint on canvas. Mm-hmm. It's all about just self-development and my message. And yeah, President Ikeda, what, whatever obstacle or difficulty or success you're having in life, he always has words of encouragement. And I find that so um, necessary in my life. I, I just believe in the humanistic philosophy. And of course, that's why I, I so connect to him. Because if we could all have that type of philosophy and realize that every yeah. single person is entitled to happiness in their life, that yeah. gives us all a sense of purpose and mission. Hi, you're listening to Your Creative Chord Podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. I'm a creator, musician, writer, blogger, and nature photographer. I'd love to invite you to get my new 2021 nature calendars. I designed these to help you boost your creative flow, transform stress with positive self-care, get motivation to confidently fulfill your greatest potential. Each month, I've selected my nature photos to uplift your spirits And I've included a monthly positive affirmation to keep you encouraged all year long. Get your 2021 Your Creative Court Nature Calendar now. It is the perfect holiday gift or a self-care treat to keep your creative energy flowing. You can see the show notes for the link to buy yours or go to yourcreativecord.com and click Start Here to Shop. Now... Back to my interview with Florida artist, Jean Shinley. How are you approaching the topic for yourself of finding happiness? And how do you feel your journey toward happiness could inspire others? And we touched on that a little bit earlier with your art, but can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, I think we have touched on that a little bit um, about how I believe 
everyone is entitled to be happy. And that's really the one of the keys to life. Because if we're happy with ourselves and in our own lives, we're not going to be out shooting other people or creating violence. Right. And right. I've moved here approximately five years ago now. And I had lost my husband just recently. And then I came here because my mother was suffering and she subsequently passed away. So I had a lot of grief and, and change in my life that I had to overcome. And I could easily slip into depression right. and isolation. But luckily, um, my, my mentor's message of always being optimistic and being happy saved me. And so I just used the art as a way to begin to move forward. So that way I could express myself. I could find my inner happiness. I could meet other people and just continue to grow my life instead of isolating, which I could have easily done. I love this, how amazing your art is. It's so colorful and it's, it is, it's like, I feel like every painting, because we're friends and sometimes you'll send me the, the, a text with one of your recent works and every piece of work that you send to me, it to me, it's like better than the last one. <laughs> and it, and it's always so, um, and there's like a life state within the art and it is so uplifting. And it is it, like you mentioned earlier and other people have noticed that your, your art really reflects joy. I also know that, um, you know, because I know you personally and you kind of very humbly, you know, uh, poo-pooed the idea that you could possibly be an artist and yet now you've really embraced that and you're really painting and you're doing all kinds of activities with that and I wanted to ask what is one goal that you had accomplished with your art within the past six months the little shop downtown that I'm now selling my art at I have always admired that store and when I first started going there like three or four years ago um, I told the owner that oh someday Paula I'm going to have my work on display in your shop. And she said, oh yeah, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> because <laughs> of course I was a total beginner at the time and I didn't feel like I had produced anything worthy of, of putting up for sale, of course. So now um, three years later, I now have nine paintings for sale in her shop and I recently just sold six. Oh my gosh. So you so that, originally when I asked you that, you had she had just accepted six of your paintings and sold five of them in one day. So now you have nine, you said? Yes. And you sold an additional one. Yes, yes. So you're going so to have to stay busy to keep her walls covered. Right, yeah. <laughs> Good thing because I paint almost every day. So. <laughs> Especially in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Do you have any new goals with mainly keeping her walls full or any other new goals with your art? Well, you know, recently because of the... Um, the virus going around, we cannot have art shows like we normally would, yeah. you know, at an art gallery. Right. And I've been involved in some of those and they're a lot of fun. So yeah. I had a goal of searching and seeing about being maybe on a virtual art show in a, in a virtual art show. And I recently was invited to be in an art show for women over 50. Oh, hate to say that I'm over 50. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I just had an, um, applied for that show and I've been accepted. So that was, that was wonderful. And I'll grab the links from you for those two. So I can plop those in the notes when this comes out. So people know how to kind of go check it out. That's awesome, Jean. And 
I also uh, had asked you um, if there was anything else you wanted to mention and you wanted to share, can you tell us a little bit about your history? You, before you retired, you worked with children to overcome their obstacles to reach their potential. Can you share a little bit, elaborate on that? What do you mean? Well, for the past 20 something years, I did work with children um, as an occupational therapy assistant. And I worked for the school board of Pasco County, which is local school board here. And I just really enjoyed that as my career. Um, it was a, just um, um, an honor, really, to work with these children. And in occupational therapy, the goal is to overcome any kind of um, hindrance that the child may have to reach their goals in life. And in, in, in school, that might be being able to use their hands to access a computer or maybe to be able to learn how to hold a pencil and when they can't do that. Um, maybe they have um, some kind of physical disability that requires special seating equipment. So it's just all about being creative also in a different way and helping each child become really independent. So I felt that was very fulfilling. And I've continued to do that in a part-time basis just up until now when you know the virus kind of shut us down for that. I am, I am inspired a lot by nature, so most of my paintings are nature. It was so nice to be interviewed by you. Thank you so much. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me, Jean Shinley, and sharing your art and your spirit behind your art and taking so much time today to share. I know it's going to be very inspirational for many people, and I think that's what we need right now. So thank you for all you do toward that. You're welcome. Thank you. It was my, my honor. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Your Creative Court Podcast. I'm Jenny Lee Hodgins. Please see the show notes for all the links to find my guest. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. That will really help me grow. And if you really want to help, leave a review. Even one sentence will help. And you can see the show notes for the link to leave a review or go to iTunes or SoundCloud and just do it right there. If you do leave a review, consider including your Twitter or your Instagram handle so I can thank you personally. If you'd like more empowering strategies for nurturing creativity and inspiration, just go to Your Creative Chord, that's C-H-O-R-D, yourcreativechord.com forward slash get inspired here. Thanks for joining.